and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I Good morning and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Glad to have you with us and shout out to Des Clark walking by the Old National Bank yeah, Studios. Former Bears tight end. He's looking lean and like, man, that guy's in shape. <laughs> He's great. Des Clark, my old uh, co-host on some of those Bears postgame shows as we go now to Shot or No Shot. And here is Shay Norling. Shay. Good morning, fellas. How we doing? Morning. Ready to rock and roll. Today is National Michigan Day. Give us your top I three. Had no ci- idea. Give us your top three cities, Shay, from Michigan. Go ahead. God, put me on the spot. Uh, it's your state. Go ahead. Uh, Royal Oak, Grand Rapids, and Detroit. What about Climax? Uh, last, That's true. Did I could you use know? That last night, by the way. Go ahead. Fun wow. fact: You can in Michigan, you can take I sixty nine south to Climax. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nice. That is so an good. act. That is a fact. That is something you can do. You can also get off exit 69 at Big Beaver Road on I-75. Nice. Love it. Double nice. Love it. <laughs> so greetings from Michigan. National Michigan Day. Congratulations to you, oh. Shane Norley. I had no idea. I Thanks, Eddie. That really changed my day. <laughs> I just, when we see fun facts, we bring them up there. Royal Oak was your first one, you said. Royal Oak. That's said. my hometown. Yeah. For number one. And, yeah. Detroit, and Detroit three in that list. All right. Yeah. Well, Detroit, there's no particular order, but Royal Oak's my hometown. Royal Oak gets props. That's awesome. All right, brother, what do we have? All right, well, I want to start with another former NFL executive, Joe Banner, who's weighed in on the conversation surrounding Justin Fields. He said, quote, I don't see him as having the ability to be a great quarterback. I look at him and I see limitations. This narrative that the Bears' best path is to move on from Fields, it continues to bubble to the surface. Mike Tannenbaum said they should trade him. Now Joe Banner has weighed in saying they should trade him. So my question, shot or no shot, the momentum of this narrative is only serving to increase the trade value of the number one pick. Uh, I'm going to say no shot because I think the other teams will separate one from the other. My question for either of them, and I like Mike very much, I would probably say, okay, if you're a GM of another team and you were not picking in the top ten, would you trade for either of these guys? Would would either of you trade for Justin? And the answer would be, yeah. Then I'll yes. keep him. Thanks. Yes, I would agree. I've already got him. That's a shot. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Um, you know, it's funny that conversations not not just here but everywhere. Like, you know, if Justin Fields would be in the draft, where would he be? He'd be number one. He'd be the number one pick. Multiple NFL analysts have said he would be if he was coming out now. Yeah, he'd be number one. Shay, all right. I want to ask about Bears assistant general manager Ian Cunningham, who was this close to becoming the Titans' new general manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, he emerged as a legitimate front office candidate this offseason. He was linked to both Arizona and Tennessee. He went as far as interviewing twice to be the Titans' new general manager. That job ultimately went to 49ers assistant GM Ron Carthen. But shot or no shot, Ian Cunningham already being viewed as a commodity speaks to the respect this league has for the Bears' new front office. I think that's a shot because he's part of something that is going to be, uh, should be successful. I mean, that's a name there. You're part of the Bears. Hmm. You know, hey, hey we, what did we talk about before regarding uh, Luke Getze? If the Bears' offense gets started, Luke Getze's going to get a head coaching job. And you got named the senior ball head coach today for one of the two teams. Luke Getze, very cool. Yeah. Uh, per Tom Pelissero, give him credit. Uh, the way you brought that question up here, I'll give you that it's a shot because he's part of the front office. Yeah. 
But Ian Cunningham is making the waves as a candidate for what he did in Philadelphia under one of the best executives in the sport, Howie Roseman. Mm -hmm. What he's done here, he's only been here less than 12 months. It's been, I don't know, 11 months and some days. And they haven't done anything yet. They went 3-14. and Him being here, certainly the way you asked it, shot, makes our front office better because he's obviously a highly competent executive. Mm -hmm. But his reputation was made from his work in Philadelphia. There might be something behind the scenes that we don't know that Cunningham's doing to help polls because of of Cunningham's experience. Right, but they haven't done anything yet other than trade some guys away. Sure. So we'll see. Sure. I I will say shot, um, but Cap's point is correct. It's more the resume, his wide-ranging resume more so than the Bears, but I think it helps being part of the the charter franchise helping this cause for this uh, Chicago Bears team. It's also... A great thing for the Bears because if you hire an executive from another team who is a person of color Mm -hmm. and you keep them minimum two years, like you can't go out and say, I'm going to hire that guy for six months. And then when you hire him away, I get more draft capital. Yeah. Two years, which now looks like he's not getting a GM job this year. He finished second, as you said. Mm -hmm. They're going to get significant capital. I believe it's two third round picks that will come back next year. Shay. All right, I want to ask about something Bill Simmons said on his podcast about the Eastern Conference All-Stars. He said DeMar DeRozan is an All-Star, while Zach Levine is not. And then he added something about the Bulls that I found really interesting. He said, you know who I don't want to see when I'm the one or two seed in the playoffs? The effing Bulls. Shot or no shot, Bill Simmons has lost his mind. Well, this is based on what we've seen so far with the Bulls, and that is, which is so bizarre. The Bulls get up for the better teams, but are lousy against bad teams. I don't understand that. Like, the Bulls aren't good enough to just lay down to the Orlandos, the Houstons, Oklahoma City teams like that, non-playoff teams. Uh, I guess what it is is that the Bulls, as is, as healthy as they can be, seem to play well against the Bostons and some of these other good teams in the, in the, in the league. Golden State we just saw a couple of days ago. But against bad teams... They don't play well. Especially bad athletic teams. Right. Like the uh, like Houston's erratic. Yeah. They're undisciplined. Orlando. They're just erratic, young, not coached well. You know, and again, budding, they're trying to be budding superstars. But the Bulls don't play well against those teams. Agreed. If you're young, long and athletic, the Bulls will lose that game. Like that game, what did they just what recently? They beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. Okay. But before that, they uh, played the Thunder. And I think the Bulls were a four-point favorite. I went the other way as fast as I could. I'm like, the Thunder are going to win that game. And they did. And I know that on the surface, like, this Thunder, I was like, yeah, because they're long and athletic. I couldn't hit that. I couldn't hit the Oklahoma City Thunder fast enough on my app. New Orleans, when they played them, same deal. Long and athletic. Yeah. Like Brandon Ingram, guys like that, give them a lot of trouble. But Bill Simmons is correct because if you're Boston, ugh, we just lost to that team multiple times. We got to deal with them in a series? Yeah. You better come correct or you may go, what happened to the one seed they right. ran into Chicago? Right. It's like, and again, and I'm not speaking for Cap, but I think Cap agrees with me. It's not that the Bulls in a series are just beating Boston or Milwaukee or Philly or Brooklyn, but the Bulls are that rock in your shoe. 
Right. Well, just like, like, boy, they make it uncomfortable because if someone gets hot from three, here comes Levine, here comes DeRozan with those classic, you know, twos, you know, with, with his uh, mid-range jumpers. Agreed. I don't know how they do that, but... The- <laughs> you may wake up and go, oh, we just split the first two at home. Now we got to go to Chicago? <laughs> right. 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 Now, I mean, it's difficult. Not saying it's a series win, but it's difficult. But if you're the Spurs or the Rockets... You know, Oklahoma City, Charlotte, <laughs> Detroit, you got a chance against the Bulls. Agreed. Weird. Weird. Shay. want to go back to the Bears with some news that broke this morning. Luke Getze has agreed to be the head coach of the American team in the Senior Bowl this year. Normally, Senior Bowl stuff I wouldn't care about. But the Bears have the number one pick. So shot or no shot, this is a great opportunity to kickstart the draft process. Huge shot. Huge shot. You're right there. In the middle of everything, Cap. You're right there to be able to see it up close and personal. And the best part of that is these guys are all good evaluators in large part. You miss on a few, but they absolutely want to get to know this left tackle, Jonathan Hood, as a person. Mm -hmm. You will get a chance to be in meetings and be on practice fields and be away from the glare of the media. I don't like what I saw there. Or, wow. This kid's special, man. We got we got to make sure we get that guy. It's a great, great shot. <laughs> it's, it's great for Getzi too. I'm not trying to push Getzi out the door, but even in a three and fourteen team, we saw some play design that was unusual for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Some play design where it's like, what are they doing with with Komet? Is he under center? Is he handing off to to Fields? What's going on here? A little razzle dazzle. Yeah, right? that's cool. Just like not not in the naggy razzle dazzle kind of way, where it's just like we're going to cover up for it. We're going to accentuate the positives and hide the negatives of Mitch in that first year when he was here. I mean, just razzle dazzle offense. Where wait, was that Montgomery at quarterback? Now what's going on here? Now what do we have here? And then it's a it's a first down. Like okay, all right, this is good because I think the league sees Getsy, and if the Bears are good, I'm just telling you, he's going to be a hot candidate. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I'm just telling you, man. He's going to be a hot candidate. Agreed. Well, that was when the Bears were scoring 30 points a game in the middle of the season. People were scared Luke Getzey was going to get hired away. And I'm like, if he does, that means the offense was incredible. That's a good thing. Correct. I just, I just want stability. That's it. I just want a path where every year we're like, we got a good team. Please. may not win it every year. You won't. But I just, just want the Bears to be in this, in this scenario where we're talking about this in mid-January, a Bears team in the playoffs. Cap. Correct. We should be getting ready for the divisional round. Shay. All right, boys. If you watched the NFL playoffs this weekend, which we all did, there is a... 110% chance you heard this. Whopper, 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 junior double, triple, whopper. Shot or no shot? This is the most effective earworm since maybe McDonald's. That is a shot. That thing's everywhere. That's BK Have It Your Way song. McDonald's cornered the market on the jingle. Loving for, it. For, for, decor- yep. for, 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 for generations. Correct. People can just, off the top of their head, they know the McDonald's jingles. But Burger King, for the first time, actually has a jingle where it's an earworm. People know what it is. Agreed. And it's popping up everywhere. It's good for them, man. That ad agency earned their contract. They have been the Pepsi to McDonald's Coke forever. Because it's the option, right? I just know my parents, when they'd be like, McDonald's is always a place, but if you went to Burger King, oh, we're going to Burger King. 
So I get like the little crown. They put the crown on Remember me. Remember the little gold crown. <laughs> yeah, paper crown. Right, exactly. Like it was more special than McDonald's. Correct. Because, yeah, you got the McDonald's toys as a kid, right? The little package of toys. The uh, Happy Meal. The ha- part of the Happy Meal, right? Correct. But nothing like getting the crown. You're crowned like the king. Like, okay, this is a different place. Cap and I are old enough to remember that fast food places used to be fine dining. It was a big deal. <laughs> like, no, like, JC would not believe that if when you went to Pizza Hut, you'd sit down as a family. I remember doing that, too. On, on the checkered uh, <laughs> the, the checkered tablecloth. Right. And you sit down with a knife and fork and just, like, fine dining at Pizza Hut. Correct. Not just a carryout place. There used to be a pl- pizza chain. I don't know if they're still around. You guys can look it up for me. Shakey's. Oh, yeah. Shakey's oh, yeah. was amazing. Oh, restaurant quality. And they would have a lunch buffet like twice a week. Yes. All the pizza and salad you could eat with the salad bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Shakey's was awesome. It was in it was in Calumet City. Or that was River Oaks area, I believe, when I was coming up. Lansing, look somewhere in there. Up. Remember McDonald's used to have the glass, the, the glass glasses with the Coke logo on them? Yes. Yes. It might have been plastic, but they were like were nice glasses you would go and get at McDonald's. We had the collection. What's so shocking to me about the Burger King commercial is it's at the top of every break. It's the first thing you hear as soon and it's always the worst placement possible. It's like like um uh Damar Hamlin was laying on the field with the ambulances coming out and then you just hear Joe Whopper, Joe B- Whopper, 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 Junior Double, Triple Whopper. Okay, so so this is what happened, Cap. If you watch the coverage, it's Joe Buck just trying to find the words. Right. Damar Hamlin, he's laid out and we'll be back. And, and then, it goes right to that. And then, whopper, yeah. whopper, 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 junior double, triple, Wait whopper. Wait, this is supposed to be a somber moment here. Troy, he's being laid out, and the teams are prayerful and tearful during this very difficult time. Whopper, 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 junior double, triple, whopper. It's like uh, somebody back it's in control timing. might want to. Restagger the commercial break. <laughs> By the way, Shakey's is still open. It's the first ever American pizza chain. At their height, they have oh. 500 stores globally. And now they're down to 58 and they're all west. Shakey's. When I see a near tragedy in the NFL, I go, I go right to Burger King. I don't know about you. Jonathan, there's a man down in the NFL game. I'm going to Burger King. Whopper, 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 Junior Double, Triple, Whopper. I'm sad. I'm going for the onion rings. How about that? That's it. And that is Shot or No Shot. Coming up around the NFL and Courtney Cronin on the Bears at 835. All part of the mix on Cap and J. Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and J. Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Wednesday. As we talk about the Bears in the NFL, don't forget Courtney Cronin coming up at 835. We will cross-talk with Bluck and Abdallah in for Greeny from 10 to 12. Carmen Yurko from 12 to 2. Carmen Yurko 2 to 6. Tyler and Meller in for uh, Chris and Adam 
from 6 to 8. And then it'll be Freddie and Fitzsimmons from 8 to midnight right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. With more, here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, we have to start up in the frozen tundra. Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee as he is every Tuesday and really would not commit to the Green Bay Packers. All right, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers. If there's a rebuild going on, I won't be a problem. Listen, I don't think any team uh, outside of maybe, uh, you know, the Texans this year or some, there's a couple of teams maybe who might say, yeah, we're rebuilding. You know, we finished, you know, down at the bottom of the league and we're, you know, obviously we're going to start over new, you know, these teams who have new GM or head coach and they're drafting pretty high. They might admit that they're in some sort of rebuild, but not, you know, most teams in the middle of the pack aren't going to say, hey, we're in a rebuild, you know, unless we have a crazy cap situation. So, uh, you know, no GM or president's ever going to say, hey, we're, we're, we're rebuilding. Got it. Um, uh, so that won't, you know, I'm sure that'll trigger somebody asking them, you know, are you guys rebuilding? And, and the answer would be, of course not. You know, we're, we got this and we got that. And, and but it's a mindset, you know. If they want to go younger and, and think Jordan's ready to go, then they're then that might be the way they want to go. And if that's the case, and I still want to play, then there's only one option, right? That's to play somewhere else. Okay, I told you this before. If I'm Gutenkunst, April one, make your decision, in or out. I don't. I, we don't have time for the circus, man. Don't have time for it. We we know that you're appreciated. You already made a comment, by the way, last year. It's like, I don't see myself playing anywhere else. And now you just put it out there. Again, very vague. I could be playing someplace else. Are they going to go young? Are you going to commit or not? We can't keep going through the circus every year. Okay. Stop. I'll disagree with you to this point. I understand what you're saying. Get that thing of Viagra. For the love of God. This microphone just keeps tumbling down. Anyway. It's all these rock stars in that chair, by the way. That's the Yurko Waddle... Abdallah Fitzsimmons chair that Correct. just keeps uh, pulling on that mic all the time. Correct. So I will disagree with you on this. If Green Bay truly wants to go through a rebuild, hey, Aaron, we've got you here for two more years. We'd like you to be the quarterback, but we're going to rebuild this thing and take a step back. He has every right to go. I'm not part of it. I don't have any interest in doing that at the age of 39. And I, I fully support that. And if I was another team, I'd be monitoring said situation. If they're going to try to win, I'm with you. And he said he had three days of meetings in the building. So he has an idea. He's now back in California. If he says to Brian Gutekunst in three weeks, okay, I want to play. What's the deal here? We're going to try to win. Yeah. Okay, then I need you here for the offseason program. I can't have you rolling in when training camp starts. In or out. We're paying you $58 million this year. I need you here. OTAs, minicamp, whatever the whatever Gutekunst feels they have to have, and, my, and Matt LaFleur. But if they are going to try and rebuild, Aaron has every right to say I want out. Fine. Yeah, but it's got to be a certain date cap. I, we can't keep going around and around like this. Agreed. As a talent evaluator, if you're in the front office, this would drive you nuts. Agreed. You, you can say it with, with perspective now because you're next to me, but if you're in that front office... You, all right, I, do we start Jordan Love or not? This whole back and forth, and maybe, maybe like you're just going to be this brooding quarterback. We know that you're great. You can go anywhere else in the National Football League if you don't want to be here anymore. All right? You know what it is? It's Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Don't out happy, happy. Yeah, it's the same deal. Just either commit or go. 
pick one. But but they have to tell him, Shea, if they're trying to win. If they say we're going to let Bakhtiari test free agency, get his money off the book, then you're not trying to win. We don't so, know. Well, we don't know. But if you're going to bring back Rodgers, you're going to try to win, right? What, otherwise, what's the point of bringing Rodgers no, back? We don't because know because he's oh, under contract. Hold on, Cap. We don't know the Packers any other way than but trying to win. We don't know them as any other way. Correct. We here it's a different story with the Chicago Bears, but with the Packers, when have we seen them not try to win? But, but what I'm saying is, if they tell him, "Look, we're going to let David Bakhtiari go to get his money off the books." He hadn't been fully healthy when he is. He's elite. We're not going to do this, and we're not going to do that. We're going to take a step back, Aaron, but we want you to be a part of it. He has every right to go, I want out. I, I'm 39. I didn't right. sign up to go 6-11. and 11. Now, if they say we're going to try and get you some help in free agency, we're going to use our first-round pick, hopefully it's something that helps the football team, not a backup quarterback, then he they have every right to say, like you just said, yeah, April out. 1st, in or out. Shay, I know we got a lot more. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I want to ask about another guy who, in my opinion, has got a blanker get off the pot. Tom Brady. Uh, season's over. Maybe the career is over, but he keeps being linked to Miami, to Vegas, to San Francisco. Could he go back to New England? There's all of these rumors out there. If you watched him Monday night, there's no way he can really think he's got another year, right? I'm sure that's how um, some feel, but for, for Tom Brady... Now, single Tom Brady, he wants to do. He wants to still continue to play. We saw him out there with Tampa. There was a struggle there. But I, I, I always say this. I think about this driving home, and I always forget to say this on the air. Cap, when it comes to Tom Brady, what do you expect? It, like, there's some diminishing skills. It's not the same Brady when he was in his 30s. 45? Correct. Okay, well, what do you think that's supposed to look like? Yeah, he threw the ball, what, 60-something times in the last game? Times. That's, a, that's a ton, right? But again, without without weapons, Tom Brady's an old man. Again, he is a, he is a marvel because at that age, that's supposed to look like Charlie Huff or, or or Jamie Moyer. That's what it's supposed to look like at that age, right? Correct. But he is still a good quarterback in this league. I went through a number of teams that he could start for for a one off, but he can go anywhere he wants. That press conference we played the other day makes me see, makes me think that Brady is done with Tampa. With Tampa, he's definitely done. He's going to play again. I think he's going to play another year somewhere else. Whether that's San Francisco, that script has yet to be written. That has to play out how things go this offseason or this uh, postseason. Could he end up in Vegas? There's some rumor get back with Josh McDaniel, be with Devontae Adams. Could he go to Miami? That's another one that's out there. He's got history with the owner, Stephen Ross. So there's a number of ways to go. But you say blank, you get off the pot, and I would tell you, no. He's got every right at 45, Shea, to take as much time as he wants. And if teams don't want to wait on him, that's up to them. But he does not owe you or anyone else blank or get off the pot. He's been too good for too long. What do you think, Shea? I mean, that's fine. I'm just tired of him. Go away. Like, enough. You're the greatest we've ever seen. You're the best we've ever seen. I didn't ever want to see you look like Nathan Peterman with a fancy haircut. You can't throw the ball as well anymore, man. How many times did he leave the ball five yards short at his receiver's feet? And everybody wants to go, hey, Byron Leftwich, the play caller, it's all on him. You think Tom effing Brady doesn't have a say in the play calling? He does. Absolutely he does. Because he's, he's experienced. He has all those rings. Yeah, Leftwich is out now. He's his scapegoat right there. Cap, do you ever think we grew up in the right era? 
Could you imagine Shane Norland growing up in the Jordan era in the in the early years before the championships? He would want Jordan traded. He would have. He would no, 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 no <laughs> shot. You guys are always exaggerating how I do with this stuff. It's so true, though. And then it's like, well, Shay doesn't that's have so any patience. Well said by Hoodie. And then he's Shay doesn't have any patience for Patrick Williams. Shot or no shot, Patrick Williams is a bust. Are you kidding? The problem is that he was drafted ahead of Tyrese Halliburton, who had just twenty points. Let me tell you something, Cap. In the early days, he would have said this guy shoots way too much. Right. This Jordan. This, remember, this remember isn't working. Walter Payton's first game as a bear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he 77? had four carries for 10 yards. Yes. He would have won him cut. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton, get up. What a reach in the SWAT conference. I mean, Jackson State? Correct. Oh, my God. Get up. What a reach by the Bears. Can't believe this guy. He's horrible. He didn't come from the Big Ten. Shay. Anyway, uh, Lions <laughs> offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, who's been all over the head coaching circuit, is done with interviews. He doesn't want a head coaching job. He's going to return to the Lions as offensive coordinator. He thinks they're building something special. You know, it's it's very rare. It's cool. But it's rare, though. Yeah, I don't want a head coaching job. You don't? I got more to accomplish here, more to learn, and I think we're on the precipice of being a dominant football team in Detroit. They got two more number ones, two, both in the top 16. Are they committing long-term to Jared Goff? There's some rumor that they are. Man. Could they go draft a quarterback here with this high pick? Maybe. But they're going to be good. They stay healthy with that team. Oh, boy. Ben Johnson. How rare is that headline, though, Shay? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go for a head coaching job. I'm not saying that he would get one, but just the idea that he's like, no, I'm going to stay in Detroit. Right, and it's Rare. like you could read into it and go, well, that means he's nobody wants him. Like he's gone through the interview process and he's just not up to snuff. He's not getting the offers. But he's turning down future interviews. Like there were interviews I believe he had scheduled that he's like, you know what, I'm going to be in Detroit. That's rare for that organization. That's rare for the NFL. Lions offense ranked fifth in the league in points, 26.6 per game. Wow. And his first full season as a coordinator. Yeah. Good for him. Make his own decision. That roster's loaded with talent. And that is our look around the National Football League here on ESPN 1000. Courtney Cronin on the new president for the Chicago Bears, Kevin Warren, and more. Stay by your listening device for more Bears, more Warren, more Cronin next on Cap and Jay Hood. Here's today's headlines with Captain Jay Hood. Chicago Bulls are going to take on the Detroit Pistons in Paris. DeMar DeRozan's on track to play tomorrow for the Bulls. Northwestern and Iowa tonight postponed due to a COVID outbreak. Also, DePaul will take on Xavier over at Wintrust Arena tonight at 7.30. And Ring of Honor wrestler Jay Briscoe passed away in a car accident at the age of 38. Captain Jay Hood are back. And you know this. Man! Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Courtney Cronin, National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. 
Courtney Cronin covers the Bears for ESPN Chicago. She joins us on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. As Kevin Warren officially had his press conference as the president of the Chicago Bears. Good morning, Courtney. Hey guys, how are you? What's well. up, Double C? Courtney, too much. Busy day yesterday. Yeah, no question. We just want to get your thoughts on what you heard. What was the most impressive thing that stood out to you about Kevin Warren yesterday? I mean, there was a lot. I think the you know the reason he chose this job and, and embracing the challenge, saying that he didn't, you know, he wouldn't have wanted to come to a place where everything was already in place. And of course, that kind of makes sense. If you want to leave your legacy somewhere, you don't want to come where everything's already perfect. And if things were perfect, the team wouldn't have been looking for a president anyways. But just knowing that he's somebody who makes moves, like he has big, grandiose ideas, and he's able to follow through on those. I mean, that's something you don't often see in the stuff that he brings to the table. And just, I mean, he talked for an hour up at the podium, which was the press conference that people saw live stream. And then he had one-on-ones with every television station, did small groups with the beat writers, did radio interviews across Chicago. I mean, the guy talked for four hours. Like, that's and he didn't he didn't miss a beat like i think just how impressive he is and how he can captivate an audience you know no matter what the topic is just everything from talking about no other options than the arlington heights site right now that they're you know fully committed to that and trying to build a stadium there to what he talked about with football operations and his background with dick Vermeil and the st louis rams i think there's a lot here to be excited about if you're a Bears fan because the team president is not normally a role that fans care about. Like they care about the avid fan cares about what the general manager can do to build a roster and what the head coach can do to coach a team. But Kevin Warren's a different kind of executive. I mean, the Bears knocked this one out of the park after interviewing reportedly from George McCaskey over 20 candidates that had an international scope. Um, I think the answer was obvious all along that Kevin Warren would be the best choice. So, Courtney, as you look at where the Bears are, and I said to Jonathan, I've never been this excited as a Bears fan. They've had their pop-up, as Sylvie calls them, you know, surprising seasons. They went to the Super Bowl in 06, with a, albeit a very, very good football team. They won it in 85. 2018 was cool until the double doink. This feels different. I'm not as locked in on what's the record in 2023. I'm locked in on what can this whole organization, now that they're shopping at the top shelf, build for me in this new era of Bears football? Do you think the fan base is willing to be a little more patient as this thing gets built, or they want results now? I think there will be a section of the fan base that is understanding that building things takes time. And, you know, there are the others who are going to want to see them, you know, go to the NFC Championship next year and try to do what the butt Bengals did uh, from their rebuild season, worst to first. I don't think that's realistic. I think, though, you can see all the pieces that are laid forth for this year. There's a ton of resources for free agency. They've got the number one overall draft pick. They have a new team present who's a visionary, not somebody who's just going to reinvent the wheel and kind of force through the same stale thinking that has, you know, honestly been a part of this franchise for a very long time. I don't think that that's an, a callous thing to say. They needed outside ideas. They literally didn't have any of those for a long time. So all of that said, in, in the stadium project, too, they're building something. And that takes time. I mean, under Kevin Warren, though, Minnesota Vikings got that stadium built in about three years. So once they break ground at the Arlington Park property, I think that that's when you can kind of 
see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit more, knowing that there will be a new stadium, like a state-of-the-art, best fan experience in-game for everyone. I mean, that's something that's a big priority for Kevin Warren, and I think just where this franchise is headed direction-wise because of all the good things and the resources that they have, like you can't expect overnight success with that if you're doing it the right way, and that's what they're trending towards. Carmen Yurko got a chance to talk to Kevin Warren, the president of the Chicago Bears. You can hear that interview in its entirety on the ESPN Chicago app. Just click Carmen Yurko, and you can hear that conversation. One of the questions they asked, Courtney, is uh, will, your, will your football involvement start with free agency? And Warren said... Yes, yes, absolutely. As I said, I was with uh, Ryan in the draft room this morning just talking through just, just high level, see how he sets up things. And I, I'm here as a resource, and so I'll be transitioning out of the Big Ten, transitioning here. I'll have you know these regular meetings with with uh, Ryan and and uh, uh, Matt, and the same thing like I'm doing with Ted, you know, from a stadium and finance accounting operations, just gathering information. So yeah, I'm 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 excited about it, and, and we'll all be involved and working together, and then hopefully just add value. That's a big question of exactly what his role is. We know it's stadium first, we know that, but as far as the draft and free agency, he gave his answer about his involvement. What do you think of that, Courtney? You already have a general manager, but then Kevin Warren wants to be part of the process as well. Yeah, and that's something he didn't have in Minnesota. I think that that's a very big reason why this job was so appealing, because in Minnesota it was a hard hard and, and set structure where he ran the business side, Rick Spielman ran the, the football operations side. The Wilkes are absent owners. They're in New Jersey most of the time, so they're not in the building. So I think that that's something that, you know, with George being in the building and giving Kevin Warren more credence to be involved in football matters, I think that that's really appealing. And it's not like he doesn't have that experience. Like, you've seen this before where there are people who want to meddle in the business, in the football side, who really don't have a clue what they're doing. Kevin Warren has football operations experience, but – you don't. Re- we, we're not going to really know what his like overall day-to-day dealings are with the roster. Like, is he making roster decisions? Probably not, because what George McCaskey said yesterday is that Ryan has full authority to do whatever he needs to do for the best interest of the Chicago Bears. Like, he's still at the end of the day going to be having the final say on football decisions. I just think he's going to have a bigger voice in there than maybe he was used to. Even though he did say that in the past, like he had collaborated or at least like given you know kept George and Ted up to speed on everything did presentations with them let them know the direction they were going to go in with certain ideas and free agency in the draft and then you know dealt with any pushback or tried to you know kind of explain his thinking I think he's going to be challenged in a very different way by Kevin Warren because Kevin Warren's not just your normal football executive who's going to build you a great stadium and worrying about you know partnerships and stuff like that that's obviously a huge part of what he does but he's got a football he's got football IQ and he's got football operations expertise, which I think is intimidating to some. But for Ryan Poles, I think it's a good opportunity for him to have another voice to lean on somebody from multiple different franchises and, you know, was at the highest level of the Big Ten. That's that's an invaluable voice that you wouldn't have otherwise. How active do you think Ryan Poles is already on the phones? Because I went back through and looked at the timetable of recent trades. The Eagles trading up to get Carson Wentz in that draft. The Rams, uh, yeah, the Rams trading up for Jared Goff, man. And to look at these different trades, they don't go down until usually April. So how active do you think he is right now? 
I think the holding pattern right now, because we are still in the middle of like the, or the beginning of the playoffs, like a lot of teams, you know, they're building their draft board, they're building their free agency, like their USA list. And that's, that's first and foremost. But to say that conversations aren't happening yet, I think is probably um, not entirely true. How serious those conversations are typically don't happen until beginning of February, like sometime around. Like it's usually that pocket of time between the senior bowl, the uh, after the Super Bowl, between then and the combine that we see a lot of things happen. I mean, I can think back to, and even I don't know, how, I don't remember the picks exactly, but the Blake Bortles trade happened. I think like February twenty fourth, like something in that window. The Jared Goff trade was early February as well. Um, a lot of I don't know if you'll see anything in like the immediate term because you're going to have more teams come into the mix once they're done with the playoffs. Like I think that that's part of it where everybody's still in this holding pattern really until you get to the Senior Bowl, which is in Mobile, which you find out Luke Getzey's coaching in. That's in a couple of weeks at the end of January. Um, and beyond then, like I, I think I do think you'll know if they're going to trade this first round pick. If there's going to be anything else, even trades for players, like that stuff, most times happens before free agency. You don't really see anybody jockeying for positioning with the first round pick the night of the draft. But do remember, I think it was late March when the San Francisco 49ers uh, in, in their trade, like uh, to get Trey Lance, that happened a couple weeks before the draft. So that happened you know, on March 26th. Yeah, it was a Friday, and I, I just remember, like, wow, the draft order changed, and we still have a month to go for this thing. So um, I could I could see a window like that happening. I know Polls yesterday said that he didn't say holding pattern, but he made it sound like it's quiet right now. It's not going to be quiet for long, though. Courtney, we got a minute left. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the latest with the Green Bay Packers. We just played recent, just this hour. Thoughts from Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show still mulling his future with the Packers. What Cap and I talked about, I told Cap, I said, listen, if I'm Gutenkunst, I need to know by April 1st what you want to do. I'm not going to go through the song and dance with you again. Either you are in or you're out. You have to be uh, involved. You want to be part of the process and you think we need better offensive linemen or receivers or whatever, fine. But you got to be part of the process. I, can't, I don't have time for this anymore. Either it's you or Jordan Love. But I need to know now, not in July or August. Well, yeah, he's got 59 million reasons to be back next year. I'll leave it at that. He's going to be a Green Bay Packer. You think so? Is that is he, that, is he, that? hoodie? He's got 50. He's got 59 million dollars guaranteed on his contract next year. He's not going anywhere. How much? No is that, how much is he spending that on uh, ayahuasca? Though is that? I don't know how expensive that stuff is. <laughs> that stuff's Isn't not it usually cheap. Pretty like cheap. You can get it in like you know Peru. wherever Peru. It's not like a great strain of weed that would cost a lot more than that, I would assume. But I don't know. But Court, Courtney, I, I like here's where I disagree with Hoodie. He said I got to know by April first. I watched every second of what Aaron said yesterday, and I think he has earned the right to say, okay, I, I got a lot of money coming to me, but I am not going to be part of a rebuild. If you're going to take this thing down and say to David Bakhtiari, hey, we're letting you go. We 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 need to get some cap room. You aren't always healthy. We're going to let you go, and we're not going to bring this guy back, and we're not going to do this. He has every right to say, I want to be traded. If they say, Aaron, we're going to try and win the Super Bowl, we're pushing our chips in the middle, we're going to go get this guy or that guy, then he does owe them by April 1st. I'll be part of the offseason plan. I'll be at OTAs. I'll be at minicamp. Let's get this going. But, Cap, as I, as I, told, as I said, like I, I, the, the Packers have never given me the thought, especially in this iteration of the Packers, to think that they're trying to be all in. 
They, they've not, I haven't seen that in a long time for the Packers. They're saying, well, we're going to try to rebuild this thing. They, we, they haven't had to because the, the Bears and the Lions are in the division. But when you take a quarterback who's going to sit for going on four years as your number one pick, that tells me you are not all in. I mean, the way that they structured Aaron Rodgers' contract to start, I think, tells you that they expect him to be back next year. They expected him you know, to be back when they gave him that deal. Jordan Love is, is, is the, you know, the cog in all of this because they've got to figure out whether they're picking up his fifth-year option, whether they're going to trade him, whether they're going to you know, keep this thing going another year. I honestly think, though, that I, I don't know if I can foresee such great changes in the way that the Green Bay Packers do their operation. Like, I, I'm with you, Cap. I don't know how much they're going to change just the direction that they go. I think they're going to try to run it back, though, with this group and obviously improving at wide receiver, you know, adding certain pieces up front because of all the offensive line injuries that they had. And they're going to say, hey, Aaron, how about one more time? Let's, let's, you can be involved in decisions. You can do whatever you want. He has earned time, kind of like Sean McVay, certainly like, um, you know, uh, in the situation where, uh, he's able to kind of get, take a step back and think mm-hmm. about it. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, following the Cliff Kingsbury route and going, taking a one-way ticket to Thailand. I mean, I think that this is something that he's going to have to figure out here in the next month or so. But there's no way that he's going to hold them hostage the way that he did all the way up until training camp during the 21 season. That's just not going to happen again. Courtney, I'll text you later on those strains of weed and the price for, <laughs> for, for saying. I'm going to go do some research on ayahuasca. I'll let you know how much it is. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Courtney. Courtney Cronin, weed expert and uh, covers the Bears for ESPN Chicago, joining us here on Cap and J. Hood. She's so good. We've got an animal story coming up next on Cap and J. Hood. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and J. Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. What's going on today in the animal kingdom? Chimps throwing feces? Wild boars snacking on faces? Cougar on the loose? Yes, sir. Perhaps some horny mammals humping? Let's find out together. Animal Stories on Cap'n on ESPN 1000. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for Animal Stories. Uncle Cappy, Animal Stories. I love Animal Stories. Little Johnny. Nephew Shay's got an Animal Story. Go yes, ahead, he Shay. he does. Brain-altering poison sparks vicious and unprovoked seal attacks on humans. What? What, what does What does the singer seal have to do with this Animal Story? It's a red tide of toxic algae. <laughs> what does Johnny do? Is Seal part of this? I didn't know that. He's still in the news? Go ahead. Nah, man. <laughs> Come on, Hood. A red tide of toxic algae uh, is leading to an unprecedented spate of attacks on humans by normally harmless seals. This woman posted a photo. She said she was bitten six times, almost lost fingers. Oh, my gosh. She needed an ER visit, some strong antibiotics. Uh, This is like an acid. So the seals are on acid. Right. Now, the woman who posted the picture is an actress. Lulu Taylor, who played Cassie in the now TV sci-fi series Raised by Wolves. Uh And Shay's exactly right. The picture? 
Nasty. Can, I, can I take a look? Fingers on both hands. Look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ew. Not good. They're still bleeding. Bandaged up fingers, and she said it was not good. Oh, my God. Yeah. A victim of a bizarre seal attack. Seal on acid. And thank you to John That's Mary why Heidi Klum divorced for him. sending it. Uh, <laughs> holy that's, bleep. That's not the reason why. <laughs> seal on acid. She couldn't take it anymore. What does a seal on acid look like, Cap? What does that look like? This picture of their teeth? Crazy, man. What does this feel like? for a swim. Like, I'm going on vacation in February. I'm going to wade into the ocean, as I do. And all of a sudden, I'll come back. Man, you're bleeding! Seal's <laughs> <laughs> got me! <laughs> Mindy! <laughs> oh, my God. That seal got me. Honey, it wasn't in a seal. It was a seal. I saw him. Look at my fingers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. This, this also <laughs> says a fisherman suffered a number of bites from a seal that he said attempted to drag him into deeper water. Man, fish just doesn't work for me no more, man. I need some human fingers. I need it right now, man. There's a dude right there. There's a guy right there, man. Let's get him. Sub, hey, I'm a cute seal. Oh, God! <laughs> My fingers! Oh, no! They're taking me! Ah! Mindy! <laughs> Hun, it's not the seals. They're just playing with... They're not playing! <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> I'm telling you, they are trying to bring me to some area. <laughs> Honey, have you been smoking marijuana I today? I have not! Here? No! They have! <laughs> Please help me, God! <laughs> Call Citrenberg, 847. Oh, God, Dr. Citrenberg, what shots do I need? Well, David, first be calm. Be calm. It was a seal. <laughs> Help me. Uh. <laughs> What's up, man? You know what I was thinking? Want some, want some fish. I'm tired of the fish. I want some caplin. That's it. Get some of that cap meat. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a seal. A seal on acid. Wow. Well, Kevin Warren was introduced by the Bears that talked with Carmen and Yurko wow. yesterday. If you missed some thoughts from Kevin Warren, we'll play those for you and give our reaction on Cap and J Hood. Two minutes.